0: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa Play Sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.
1: Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris
2: Plank. All right, welcome into the latest edition of Sooner's for Life presented by the Varsity O podcast that's focused on celebrating the careers of Sooner Greats,
1: highlighting their insider knowledge, and getting you ready for kickoff. Today, Jessica Cootie sits down with K-9, Kenneth Murray, as we prepare for Oklahoma and Baylor.
2: All right, well, it is Baylor week, and a guy who's not too far removed from the program, but was a part of one of the most epic games in Oklahoma football history, the largest comeback in school history, Kenneth Murray, Now with the L.A. Chargers joining us from Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles. Uh, Kenneth, one word to describe when you think about last year's matchup with Baylor.
1: Uh, I would probably say epic because, you know, it was just a night that was crazy. It was also my birthday that night. And so, you know, for us to be down when we were down and, and then for us to, you know, I vividly remember us going in the locker room and, you know, just the energy in that locker room and nobody, you know, being down and losing faith, and then being able to come back and um, you know win that game—it was huge for us in that season. You know, being able to get to the goals that we wanted to get to.
2: Okay, so take me through the lead-up to that game. I mean, it was a, a big matchup. You guys had already lost one game; couldn't really lose again. College game days there. Just, what was the emotion and the the hype leading up to it like for you guys?
1: Yeah. Um, we just knew we, 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 we couldn't lose the game. Um, we obviously knew it was a big game. Um, and I think, you know, anybody that that chooses to go to Oklahoma, you know, you're going to be in big games. Um, so I think, I think that wasn't anything new for us. And, um, we knew we just had to come out there and execute and, 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 you know, that's really what the emotions were leading up to, you know, another opportunity, a great opportunity to, to show out on primetime national television. And, um, you know, we got there and, you know, we, we kind of, you know, had, had troubles a little bit early on. But like I said, you know, I just remember being in that locker room and, and remember feeling that energy of everybody just on the same page, just, you know, doing our jobs and getting back into it. And that's exactly what we did when they're coming out with a win.
2: What was the issue, do you think, for the, the slower start or Baylor's fast start?
1: Well, I think, you know, just going into that game, you know, guys just, you know, riding high on emotions, you know, their guys. And then us just. You know, just simply not executing. I think that's ultimately what it came down to. I think um you know, I really don't think you know, I don't think I know that they didn't beat us, you know, we were beating ourselves and I think that's really what it came down to. Once we decided to stop beating ourselves, then you see a completely different team and that, that team won that night.
2: Okay, so you talked about the, the locker room at halftime. What was going on in there? I think everybody that watched that game wants to go inside that locker room down for you guys to be able to come out and do what you did in the second
1: half? Yeah, I remember going in and I remember, you know, everybody just sitting and, you know, usually when, you, when we go in the locker room um, for, for a good little minute, it's just the players because the coaches are, you know, somewhere else regrouping, um, you know, getting the adjustments that we need to to make and I just remember it was me and Neville Gallimore on the defensive side uh, standing up and it was, you know, Jalen Hurts and Creed Humphrey on the offensive side standing up, you know, and um, we just begin to talk, and um, you know, just you know, continue to just harp on not losing faith. Um, you know, continue to harp on that. You know, if we if if we did our jobs, good things will happen. And I think you know, it's just really just relying on that that simple simple analogy that you know, when you do things wrong, bad things happen. When you do things right, good things happen. And, um, we decided to just go out there and continue and do things right, and that's when we got the result we wanted.
2: So what made you believe that that team could come back? I mean, you talk about doing the right things, but that's a lot the largest deficit an Oklahoma football team has ever overcome. What made you believe that team could do it?
1: Well, I mean, you never go into a game thinking that, you know, it's over. You know, you don't think it's over until, you know, the Fat Lady scene. And so, um, you know, for us, you know, when we went into the we went into the locker room, um, you know, our whole mentality, which is we gonna we're gonna going battle and, and as long as we battle, we're gonna let the chips fall where they may. And so um, you know, for us, we, we didn't really care um, you know, our whole saying, especially defensively was, you know, not making no evaluations during, during any type of game, whether we were up by 50 or down by 50. And, you know, at this point, we, we just so happened to be, um, down by, by that, that much. And I think it's so ironic. Um, you know, I, I never f- forget, um, during that week, um, you know, it was, it was Monday, and um, our defensive coordinator, Coach Grinch, had, he, had, you know, was, was harping on that, that saying that I just said, you know, not making no evaluations and, and going out there and just playing every play. And, you know, he, he showed us, um, you know, uh, some game clips of, of the Super Bowl, probably uh, in 20. It was 2017, the Super Bowl, where the Falcons and the Patriots played and, um the Falcons were up on the Patriots, 28-3. Um, and he just talked about, you know, how Brady, you know, just you know, wheeled his team back. Um, it just kind of was ironic because you know we end up being down twenty-eight-three, um, end up coming back, and so um, it, it was kind of it was it was fun to laugh about it after the game um, because you know we we definitely had talked about being down twenty-eight-three, and then we we so happened to be down twenty-eight-three um, and and came back and won. So, but I mean that's just that's just the mentality of the team just to go out there and continue to
2: battle. Wow, that's crazy, crazy story. Okay, so the. When Piedmont, Parnell Motley forces the fumble, Pat Fields comes up with it. It seemed to be just a huge, as fired up as you guys came out at halftime. That takeaway was—it just seemed like the the energy was taken out of the stadium when you're, if you're a Baylor fan, and the, all the momentum went to you guys. How monumental was that takeaway specifically for this team?
1: Oh, it was huge, um, you know, especially for me because. You know, it was kind of a play that I was supposed to make, and uh, ended up getting out on me. And um, you know, it's just it's just one of those moments where you know, you know, you realize you know that's what you got teammates for. You know, your teammates had your back. And um, you know, my my teammate, you know, PMod and and Pat, uh, they they made a huge play. Um, and and that play ultimately is what turned the tide for us and got us you know going and got us you know doing what we needed to do. And it, it really was just us, just being us. And I think ultimately that's. That's that's what we had to get back to in order for us to win that game, and so I think that's just a prime example of of us being us, you know, being your brother's keeper, um, no matter what happens, going out there and just just playing ball and uh, making plays.
2: So, at what point did you feel like we're going to We're coming back. We're winning this game. At what point did you feel like? I mean, you you had belief that you could, but at what point did you know that you were coming back to win that game? Was there a specific moment? Uh,
1: to be honest, you asked me, I knew we were coming back when we left out the locker room because um, you know, I I, I had been in I had been in locker rooms where we had been down before and I and I I, I seen the vibe and I understood um, you know, just, you know, the feelings and, and the emotions that went along with it and, and I knew that, you know, what we felt in that locker room was the complete opposite. So I knew we had something. Um and so when we came out there and we started to make a couple plays and um you know we we were we were holding them defensively. Um, I just knew it was a matter of time before you know our offense went on, went on and put up points and then uh, when it came down to that last series, i I knew in my head when I told everybody was solid that last series, ain't no win. hell, we walking out this field without a win. so they're not scoring on this last drive and uh, we went out there and you know do we have to do and uh, you know, came off with a with a pick uh, by my my guy, Nick Pedido, and it was that was all she wrote.
2: Now that it's been, I know you you were very emotional after the game. Um, Can you just describe why you were, it's one thing, I mean, I guess everybody was obviously excited and pumped, but you were overcome with the emotion. Why were you so overcome with emotion?
1: Well, I mean, two things. I mean, uh, the the easy thing, I mean, it was my birthday. And so, um, you know, playing on my birthday, obviously you want to get a win on your birthday, but I think um, the bigger reason why I was just so emotional is just because, you know, just the adversity that we face. Um, you know, I think my whole mentality, um, you know, anytime I face adversity, I try to run to it. Um, and, you know, at that point, you know, we, we seen literally a group of men, um, you, know, you know, face some adversity and we literally ran to it. Um, and I think, you know, seeing somebody do that, seeing seeing a group of people do that is really, really powerful. Um, seeing a group of people have that type of belief is really, really powerful. And it's kind of, you know, one of the times in, in my career that, that I've been a part of something like that. And so, um, and it's also, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm, you know, away from the program, um, it's also something that's extremely rare. Um, and you, you kind of, you just, you, you kind of take it for granted because, you, you know, you, you see that every week and you, you see guys have that mentality every week. And, you know, when you kind of get away from it, you see, you see guys that don't have that mentality. You're like, hey, like, you know, it's should. I'm used to used to it being like this, and so um, you know, it, it, that's really the main reason why it was just I was so emotional because it's just you know you see guys facing adversity and, and nobody flinched, nobody like literally nobody flinched. We said all right, we're gonna do this, and and that was
2: that. Where does that game go down in your list of favorites that you've played in as a football player your entire life?
1: Oh. Uh, Man. um, It's definitely top five for sure. I wouldn't say it's number one because number one right now for me uh, is the OU Texas game this past year. So um, I don't know. It's definitely top five for sure.
2: All right. So I got to ask you moving on for Baylor. How about this Oklahoma defensive line and the front seven the way they're playing this year?
1: Man, they are playing amazing, man. I I be watching those guys every week. Um, you know, sitting in my hotel room, <laughs> getting ready to play myself, and I'm like, man, bro, them dogs. They they up there being some dogs. They eating. Um, it's so fun to watch them. Um, and, you know, it's just, and it's also just you know so happy for them because I know, I know the kind of kind of things that they went through. I know the kind of work that they have to put in to get to this point. Um, and to see it all paying off, to see them, you know, getting the glory that they deserve. Um, it's definitely something that. That is, um, you know, so amazing to me.
2: So, you know, you went from people talking about you were a first round, draft pick, first round draft pick to hearing your name calling called in that first round. How did Coach Grinch, the system, Coach Odom kind of help you get over that hump to push you into that threshold?
1: Uh, I think, you know, for them, you know, the main thing that they did for me um, when they came in was just you know, give me, give me for one, just give me clarity, uh, in the scheme. I think ultimately that, that, that is what allowed, um, you know, just my ability to take over, um, you know, you know, they, they made things, um, you know, simple, um, you know, they, they allowed me to be aggressive. Um, and they just allowed me to use my, my best attributes, which is, you know, playing downhill, um, you know, being aggressive, getting after it, um, and just ultimately, you know, letting me play and not, you know, allow me to think. And I think, you know, once, you know, it's saying, you know, once you take thinking out of, the, out of something, um, you know, you see, you know, you know, what, what there truly is. And I think, you know, they, they came in and they, they took the thinking out of it for me and they just allowed me to react and go out there and play. And I think that's, that's where it allowed for me to have that big jump and uh, for, you know, for there to be, um, you know, that conversation and for me to be able to be drafted in the first round.
2: You and Coach Odom really developed a very close bond very quickly. What was it about Coach Odom that he was able to make such a huge impact on you in just one year?
1: Yeah. Um you know, Coach Odom is my 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 dog for life to be honest. I, you know, I still talk to him, you know, almost every week. Um and I think, you know, me and him, you know, the first time I met him, I just told him, you know, I just wanted to be coached hard. I just wanted to be the best, um, and I think ultimately what what made us click was that we both we both were kind of the same in a sense. Um, you know, he was a guy that was an early morning guy. I was a guy that was an early morning guy. Um, he was a guy that when adversity hit, he ran to it. When adversity hit, I'm running to it. Um, and we just had that that mentality that we we just wanted to be the best, and we just we were going to do anything to to go out there and and and, and put our best foot forward to be the best. And, um, you know, I just, you know, just having a coach like that, having a coach that I think ultimately, you know, who cares the way that he cares. Um, and then on top of that, you know, he just, he he sees things from a different perspective, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, when he can, he can see when, you know, maybe I'm thinking too much during the week or when I'm doing, you know, certain things a little too much. And then he's able to come back and tweak it um, and, and, and make it easier. So that way, On game day, you know things are easy, and I can just fly around. So, um, you know that kind of relationship is what you always want with a with a player coach. Um, And you know, for me, you know it's it's something that I I hold special to. Uh,
2: You're the most recent one, so I gotta I I ask Sooners that are in the NFL this every week, and they've been in it. But since you are fresh coming off of college and, and into the NFL how did going to Oklahoma help you translate your game to the next level has it been an easier I guess transition because of what you were able to do at Oklahoma
1: um, yeah definitely for sure I think competition wise obviously uh, you know playing those big games are are definitely on um, something that um, you know helps you um, go out there and and, and, and compete and do the things you need to do in the NFL. Um, I think you know, coming from a place like Oklahoma, um, you often, I think for me, like I oftentimes got got um, I don't know what's the word uh, spoiled with you know you know winning every week and doing things like that. And so like now when you get to the NFL, where things are a little bit more you know you know up in the air and competitive, um, you know it's just it's just different. And so you just have to, for me. Um, just continue to keep that same mentality that got you here. And I think that's something that, that um, I learned from Oklahoma and, you know, that I'm that I'm bringing to the NFL is just um, it's just keeping that same mentality that, that got us to, you know, where we are in Oklahoma because ultimately that's what's going to get you to that point in the NFL. And so um, I think that's really just been the main thing and really been the biggest thing that I learned from Oklahoma that's helped me transition to the NFL. Well,
2: I got to tell you, so this is for our game day show, and Teddy Lehman had picked you to be the breakout guy he talks about you every week he loves seeing what you're doing at the next level uh how has the transition been um, for you and what's it kind of been like here in year one
1: uh it's been it's been good um definitely it's been it's been different with um, considering everything that's going on in the world right now with, um, you know how the NFL has been going and um things but I mean it's been good um you know for a first year guy you know i'm obviously going through my growing pains but um i feel like i'm progressing every week um and um i think you know right now i'm just you know in the process and just stressing the process and just trying to continue to get better every week um ultimately it leads to where i want to be which is you know Super bowl champion pro bowl, all pro type guy so um it's just you know, it's just a team to trust the process.
2: Thanks for joining us for Sooners for Life, presented by the Varsity O. As always, learn more
1: at thevarsityo.com. Enjoy game day. And until next time, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast.
0: The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind. Home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is
1: still the one. And Allstate. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has
0: been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.